Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis and Benjamin Halden. Today we have on a very special guest, a world-renowned Swedish health and fitness expert, entrepreneur, life coach and personal trainer, Magnus Lidback, who has worked with stars of Hollywood's biggest movies such as Harry Styles, Mike Posner, Michelle Rodriguez, Swedish House Mafia, Ben Affleck, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Gal Gadot, I hope I said that right. The list goes on. Insane people. He frequently shares insights from these actors' workouts and diet plans on his channels, on Instagram, and today we'll be picking his brain on what goes on behind closed doors in Hollywood. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and share this episode with someone else you know. So, Magnus, we've already done your ring walk entrance to the podcast and your many accolades, but do you mind just giving us a bit of a more of a background for new listeners to our podcast and for people to get to know you over a, a short kind of interlude. Yeah, so you know, I'm uh, I've been I've been a trainer and nutritionist for 21 years. Um, come from Sweden, mm-hmm. grew up there, um, played different sports. Started working with pop artists back in Sweden, realizing that no one was looking at artists. Mm-hmm in a sport specific way, uh, developed a method to work with, with um, artists. And, and that kind of took me to LA. And now I've been here 11 years working with a with, um, ton of artists and, and a few actors. Mm-hmm. So talk us through how you got into that whole celebrity training world, because that that isn't the normal route for a personal trainer, is it? And and kind of what sort of experience did you have to build up along the way and for your journey to kind of get into those roads of working for those people? Because on the podcast, we have quite a lot of listeners who are personal trainers as well. So I'm sure they'll be quite intrigued to how you fell into that that journey. Yeah, I, and it's a question I get a lot. A lot of young mm-hmm. young trainers wants to know how they can train celebrities. And um, that was never the plan really uh i love to help people from darkness to light mm-hmm. it's always been my passion <clears throat> um but coming from from you know having a sports background um i just when, when i started i moved to stockholm started working as a personal trainer working with with athletes and regular people obviously mostly mm-hmm. and uh one day a guy walked into the gym uh, called Max Martin, which is one of the world's biggest pop producers. Mm-hmm. The most successful one, actually, who's created, you know, the sounds of Katy Perry, Backstreet Boys, and mm-hmm. Britney Spears. And, yeah. um, and he kind of, through him, I started meeting all these artists and realizing that, holy shit, no, you know, when you when you train someone an artist you 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 get someone's you get the label per uh, celebrity trainer which is actually believe it or not something i i i don't i'm not a big fan of that mm-hmm. label it's who it's how you train not who you train i yeah. always say um but i started I, I realized that no one was looking at these artists like they were athletes mm. when you have a pop artist who is doing a 90 minute show and every song is in three minute three and a half minute intervals you should actually mimic that in a gym you should break down what do they need we know what a football player needs mm-hmm. we know that it's completely different from a rugby player right mm-hmm. so why not look at pop artists that way so i developed a method to work to, to break down what an artist needs i started traveling with them and i realized holy shit, I'm, I'm with them one hour a day in the gym while they're going time zone to time zone, eating food out of the box, doing promo, and then boom, in front of 10,000 people or 15,000 people on stage. My training doesn't matter that much, you know? Well, I, I, need, I need more tools. I need to be able to help these guys Um in a different way so that's when i became a certified life coach i call lifestyle coach Mm -hmm. uh such a vague 
you know, and anyone can be a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I started re really paying attention to the structure and good habits, bad habits. And if Katy Perry's got a show at 8 p.m. tonight, what type of workout should she be doing in, to optimize that performance? Mm -hmm. What do we do mentally and physically leading up to that show five hours before, three hours before, one hour before? So when she walks out on that stage, she knows she's done everything yeah. to prepare. What do we do when they get off stage? So that, that, that was kind of, um, that, that was uh, something I really developed and it, it's, I still develop it. I, I've been doing it for maybe 15 years with, with artists now. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, I don't know if that was yeah, <laughs> if I answered well, your, that, your that, question, that, but yeah, that's, that's a little great. more about my background. And that's great. That was, that was kind of there. what you touched on there was one of the things that I wanted to also ask you, which we'll go into a little bit later as we talk about um, Alex a little bit more, which was kind of one of the guys that we wanted to speak about with his transformation that you've you've recently been through. Um, Alec, I hope I get his name or well, pronounce it correctly anyway, because I'm not great with pronunciation. It's Alexander Skazgard. Is the correct That's a good pronunciation. Right. <laughs> I'll take that one. Yeah. Um, who was? I think he was also in Tarzan. He's been in the new Kong movie, Battleship, and amongst a few, a few others. Um, and obviously, you worked with him from the Northman as well, which we watched the trailer for the other day, and looks like an awesome film, which comes out in April. Um, and the film has a lot of other actors, actors and actresses, such as um, I think it's Anya Taylor Joy, Bjork. Yeah. William Defoe, Bill Skarsgård, and then Nicole Kidman as well. So how did you start working with Alex? I started, I actually worked with Alex on Tarzan 2016. That's when I got to, to know him. So uh, that was my first movie job, actually. Uh, my first big Hollywood gig. So I did Tarzan with Alex, had a great time. He looked great, we got along. So. Uh, I, I knew already back then he had he had this project that he wanted to do, this Viking project. Mm -hmm. So this movie, The Northman, has has been a long time coming. They've been working on, on it for a long time. And um, finally, they, they, you know, two years ago, he gave me the call, told me that we're doing it. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. So we'll get Cal, our producer, to pop uh, some images up of, of Alex, Alex's transformation as well, because it's fucking awesome. Like he looked awesome for the Tarzan oh, movie, God. but I think he looked even even better for the the, the more recent movie in the, in the North one as well. What sort of changes did Alex go through in, in respect to what was his weight changes? Do you, do you remember what they were from when he put, progressed through those different periods from Tarzan to the new movie just on now to when you first started with him? Alex is a hard gainer, so so he's tall. And he loved to do cardio. So when I met him on Tarzan, he was running 10K four, at least four times a week. So he kept the weight off. Mm -hmm. he, he, he didn't have a whole lot of muscle mass, which was great for me. Because the first thing I did with him was to, to you know, I had him stop running and we started doing strength training and force feeding him. Mm -hmm. So he gained, I think he gained... Uh, it's out there somewhere, but I can't remember if it's 20 pounds or 25 pounds or something. Um, and um, then he lost most of it after because he went back to eating burgers and uh, doing life. <laughs> All the good and, shit. You know, traveling the world, uh, yeah. filming movies and, and uh, running. And we did, so it, it was a similar journey this time, actually. I, I think we, we landed... He gained about 20 pounds this time as well. But this time we wanted more of an intimidating, thicker look. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a wolf bear in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted him to be a little more imposing. Mm -hmm. When you were training him, so obviously, because we watched the trailer and he's moving and he's fighting and he's very obviously fit and healthy. And you said he was doing all this running and then had to transition to more weightlifting for size and, you know, things like that. Do you have to take that into account in terms of he actually does need good cardiovascular fitness as well as being muscly, big and strong? Like, how do you balance that for such a guy? 
when you when you do a movie, you can throw cardio out the window. I always do some high intensity cardio just for for health reasons, but no one's no one's gonna look at an actor in a movie or an actress and see, oh, they got good cardio. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all about how you look and how you move. So when you build these characters, I always say it's about building the character, not the body. Uh, you let's say for, for, for Northman, for example, we, we we had to prep his shoulder a ton because he's fighting with a sword and an axe. So we, we focused on that. Then it's the physical aspect or, or the way he looks, obviously, mm -hmm. but movements and movement patterns and the aesthetics, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. For Tomb Raider, at least the calendar, we did climbing two times a week. We did biking because you needed to, to know how to bike and MMA training, but we kept all those things very technical. Yeah. So we could focus on the strength training. And um, that's that's the best way of explaining it. When building these characters, you 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 want them to move and to to look a certain way. So you you keep all the movement training or or the all the skills you give them. You keep that very technical. If you do MMA training, you, you don't go through a, like a proper MMA training. Yeah. Yeah. You learn the techniques, the combos, how to move, and then you take all that energy and you you put that into the strength training because mm -hmm. you if you if you have a 100 of energy every day i'm not going to waste that on cardio mm -hmm. or you know biking as fast as i can i'm gonna i'm gonna take the, that 100 and put it put it in the gym mm -hmm. yeah so how many how many sessions was he doing per week then uh strength training I always schedule seven days a week. We end up doing five, sometimes mm -hmm. six, depending on how he feels yeah. So or how they feel. I would say with Alex, it's, I always like to schedule seven days a week, but we never end up doing seven yeah. days a week. It, it really comes down to me monitoring them. And, and you know, when, when you're with someone, you can tell when they need a day off. Yeah. How far out of the movies do you start training them is it like 14 weeks 20 weeks 30 weeks and then when you're actually on set with them i'm assuming potentially you are do you train them throughout the whole film yeah good question yeah i i in, in the perfect world you get six months before um i've had times when i when i've been getting three week, uh, three months to to prepare someone that's not enough time to really get there um, so you, you always have the prep time. Then when you're while filming, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm the one who will work with the chefs to design the menus. I make sure that the right food comes up at the right time and that my actor eats it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, stand there. I'll, I'll make Watch sure them. that it's like having a full time baby. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? Uh, and I'm also there to do movement coaching. So if there's a physical scene, you have a stunt team who are doing all the all these coordinated fights. But uh, I'll I'll be standing next to to the director, watching the monitor, and uh, you know if if there's a close up of your back, um, I'm there to guide you. I'm I'm there to pump you up. But I'm you know I can also see those small things. You know, yeah. activate your rhomboids, shrug back. Uh, you know. Get the pump on. Yeah. Those small things that will make a big change because, you know, neither a director or, or an actor will be an expert mm -hmm. Yeah. when it comes to all of that. So, yeah. yeah. Everything from, from building up the gyms to, to being on set, monitor everything. I'm, I'm there 24-7. Wow, that's that seems like really intense mm -hmm. as well. So do you it have... Is. When this is a bit off topic in terms of the people you train, but do you give yourself time to train and eat and or is it just when the movie's on it's they are your priority they are my priority which means i train when when i get a little break yeah but i'm used, I'm used to that you know i have three kids and three dogs and that's how i live my <laughs> life I, when i get a little chunk of time I, i'll make the most out of it but yeah it is it is intense when you work with someone yeah, so you were saying as well, Alex was a bit of a hard gainer. I was definitely one of those people when I, when I was growing up and I was 16, 17, 18, first getting into to the gym and starting doing some bodybuilding. 
And I just remember having to put like tons of shit away. I was eating pizza, donuts, everything, just trying to trying to get weight on. What type of nutrition approach did you adopt with Alex? Was that was that something similar that you did? Were you just trying to get calories in there or were you still keeping stuff fairly clean with his nutritional programming as well? Fairly clean, I would say. This time it was easier uh, because I knew exactly how he would react since I worked with him in the past. Last time on Tarzan, I had him up to 7,000 calories Jesus, really? for a couple of weeks dur during the bulk because he would not gain or, or he would keep on losing body fat. Oh my God. That, would, that would just be people's dream, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, just be, that much food away. yeah he, he liked that part. Uh, he didn't like the diet. Other people <laughs> are actually struggling with eating a lot. Yeah. It, it really comes down to who you are as a person. But this time it was much easier. I don't like, you know, I always talk about building a, doing a build-up cycle and a cutting cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and during the build-up cutting, uh, build-up cycle, when, when you eat, more calories and you train heavy. Um, I try and I, I don't want you to lose body fat, but I don't necessarily need you to bulk and gain a whole lot of body yeah, fat. Yeah. And I was able to dial that in this time because I knew how he how his body works and what type of diet. I guess he as, works. I guess as well it depends on the length of time you have with them. So you say sometimes you have them for six months and the diet can probably be a bit more balanced. But if you have three months or two months it's like right okay cut down low calories that must be quite difficult because i know from your magnus method you have a very balanced approach with your nutrition and training yes so many times when you do these extreme makeovers you take balance and throw it out the window right yeah um there's no room for for that pizza or or that beer um, but I, I'm a big believer in, in balance in life. So um, actually on this, on Northman, we, Alex, Alex could live by those rules as soon as we got there. When you do the prep, you want to be focused. You don't want to mess around. But as soon as you hit the mark and you start to film, my goal is to actually give you as much balance as possible if possible because that's the hardest part we always talk about this build up in the cutting cycle but the hardest part is to the maintenance cycle while filming for six months yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's that's the point you have someone who who's who's gained all that muscle mass they're low on body fat and then you're supposed to keep that yeah while running a marathon every day which is you know fighting and jumping around and yeah. that is while st staying injury injury free so that's that is always the hardest part that's the part that I was going to ask you about next is 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 essentially sustaining that condition that you've you've got them in because i'm guessing that training might have to change ever so slightly as you get into that part where they're, they're in production because i remember when i did a bodybuilding show like years and years ago and I struggled to remember what day it was, never mind be able to read lines after being in such a condition that you've been dieting for ages. So do you have to then change or manipulate stuff to do with his nutrition and diet as they get into production so that he has the energy and he has the, the cognitive functioning to be able to remember lines and stay in that sort of condition? 100%. You're, you're totally right. And and to, to, to avoid... Um, avoid uh, ending up there you know you you want to make sure that you finish your diet mm -hmm. about a week before they start to film so they can really you know read their lines and, yeah. and um, uh, work and pull that off and um, training will change throughout I would say when you work on a big physical movie you get more and more worn out because you're walking around with that low body fat and high muscle mass mm -hmm. and you, you can't stop you mm -hmm. can't you know you got to show up on set every day and and fight and run around and we so so my my training will have to adapt and it becomes more and more isolated isolated exercises uh i'm not gonna have you do deadlifts when you're yeah overworked and tired we, we'll, we'll just adapt the training mm -hmm. and honestly towards the end i wouldn't recommend that training for anyone yeah the training is good the, the, every single exercise is great the program is great but 
you need more recovery, you need more yeah. balance. And if if your arm starts to hurt, we can't take a break. We need yeah. we need to figure out how to work around that, right? Yeah. And with a with a regular person, you would like, okay, let's yeah, yeah. take two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's that's the downside or the 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 side that you know that I don't love about it, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Yeah. It's the, it's the job. I suppose the other thing that we were speaking about this morning was because we watched the trailer and I saw one of the scenes of Alex and I was like, wow, he, look, he just looks like a fucking juggernaut ready to walk through <laughs> walls. It looks, it looks stacked. But do they record all the scenes of him looking mega jacked at the beginning so he can get those out or does it just flow as the movie goes I on? wish, dude. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um i very there there's a few movies out there when they've been able to do that and when when they've been thinking about like like that and i would love if they did that Mm -hmm. but i've been on a few movies now or i've been on a lot of movies now and that has never happened yeah they they need to go by location and uh where in the world they're filming and like a schedule how they can build the stages and so um unfortunately that that's never never a thing but mm. i i wish to make your job a lot uh, easier charge, mm-hmm. i i would shoot it all at once and then <laughs> well one of the one of the other things that i think a lot of our viewers would, would be interested in as well and i know it's something i've interesting because i've looked at a couple of channels and you often hear rumors i don't know with being in the industry yourself more so it's about celebrity steroid use have you heard much about that in in the kind of acting industry no not within the industry um i have to say i'm in my own bubble with my own team um working with with on projects so Mm -hmm. it's not like all Hollywood trainers hang out with each other. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it. Uh, Gunnar Peterson is a good friend, and yeah. uh, there's a few of them. But no, I, 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 I take that as a compliment when someone is saying that. Yeah, and that's because I, I want that mindset be about being positive, and yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's a little frustrating um, because they, it, it's so easy to discredit someone's hard work. Yeah. When you know, I work with with a, a ton of females as well, more females than men. Yeah. No one's accusing Gal Gadot or Mackenzie Davis or Alicia Vikander or Katy Perry or Dua Lipa to to do something. But if it's a male, yeah, uh, it's easy to throw that hard, you know, or or to to accuse them of that. And for me, uh, that's not a part of what I do. Yeah. I would. I want to would not want to be a part of that that's all i can say yeah i think people know that as well you know when people come to me or or when i it's always the word of mouth they know they know what what i'm about so i never have to have that conversation which is extremely relieving you know it's Mm -hmm. it's, you know it's i don't want any part of that that's amazing do i think it is it exists in hollywood yeah, I'm sure it exists in Hollywood, just like it exists in everywhere else, any part of society yeah. or in any country, right? Yeah, there's always going to be pe- people doing it. Yeah, I guess like for for some people as well, if they get this kind of proposition put in front of them, well, has a a multi million pound role, and you just need to be jacked to do it. You need to take such and stuff to be there. I'm sure, depending on people's mindset. I think that's overrated. I think that. People are not willing to put their health on the line just because it, for them, it's just another gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't think that it's, it's that everyone's eager to jump on, on, on that. Mm-hmm. I've never met anyone that I worked with who would, whoever talked about it even. Um, but it's a good question. I, I think it's, it's, I should avoid talking about it because it's not a, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, it's yeah. not a part of what I do. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like to see my actors or actresses being discredited yeah. for all the hard work. Because here's the thing. If if you have someone with you who are dictating every meal yeah. or, and, and optimizing your training, you can, you can get a lot of 
results in, mm-hmm. in, you know, six months. Yeah. Especially when you, when you're a beginner, if I would work with you guys, you would probably gain a pound or two Yeah. because you're already there, but take someone who's been, you know, smoking, drinking beer and eating burgers or eating two meals a day. And then you change their lives completely. Yeah, they are gonna they are gonna put on a lot of mass in the beginning. Would that continue if I would do, you know, would Alex after a while, if I did another job with him now, would he gain as much? No. He's kind of reached this peak weight wise. You mm-hmm. you 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 can make a lot of gains in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beginner gains. Yeah. It's that beginning no- gains. Yeah, that novelty effect and being hyper responsive is is a massive thing. I think, I suppose why that conversation comes into play a lot of the time anyway is because a lot of people will see individuals and then see them in the movie where they're under this perfect lighting and they've been blown up on screen. And it's very easy to take that out of context to what someone looks like on in perfect conditions versus like someone's iPhone where they took a shitty photo in the bathroom. And, and that's where sometimes yeah. those conversations come into play and i might have prepared for a year yeah exactly with the best nutritionists yeah. and trainers exactly you know five six days a week mm-hmm. working their asses off but mm-hmm. yeah i can i can really only speak for my my projects and and uh yeah yeah well one of the other interesting things that you briefly touched on before was sort of post-production and i think you you quite often see sometimes where actresses or actresses will post-movie kind of What's the word? I'll try and put this in the most polite way. Kind of take some time off, get a little bit soft, enjoy life a little bit more. Why do you kind of think that happens? Do you just think because the routine is so intense for that period of time, they need just that a bit of escapism and break away from everything that's been so full on for that length of time? 100%. I think there's many different reasons. Um, if, if you gain 15 pounds of, of muscle mass and you push for a year to keep it on you you do want you do want to change you need to change mm-hmm. and um i think for an actor or an actress's actor actresses it's it's also really important not to get stuck in a genre right yeah if you're a serious actor and you do let's say superhero movie or fisco role you don't want to stay that way because that that that, that will you will be stuck in that genre if, if you if you don't change, yeah. I think acting is about changing, becoming different act, mm-hmm. um, characters, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I think, and I- they they don't have that. I mean, I would love to stay in that shape all the time, but it's also a big part of my life. You yeah. guys as well. It's a part of our lives. But um, these guys that I work with, or these actors, they that's not a part of their life in the same way. They don't, they don't come from that. They, you know. Yeah. I guess that's where it's different depending on the, the individual you're working with because then you'll get some dudes like, I don't know, The Rock or Chris Hemsworth, they, they, they born, they're born with that at an eight. They, they enjoy fitness anyway. So I suppose those kind of regime, regimes just come natural as opposed to someone where it's a bit more, um, has to be forced and incentivized by, by something else to do that. And and again, that's where... The Rock builds his career on his physique, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. yeah huge person yeah ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous yeah. so i mean for i i expect him to to yeah maintain be that guy so how how the gyms how do you have to change and model the sort of sessions that you do because i know you've launched an app and an application as well how do you have to adjust your magnus method from those when you're doing it with uh, the Hollywood actors and celebrities and pop stars and stuff to when you're doing it with the, the everyday person, but then also what sort of stuff also carries over that you can, you can still implement with inside your method. Programming the philosophy is the same. Mm-hmm. I would say, I, I, I think that we shall approach training and nutrition a little more balanced than what you do when you do one of these projects. Because as I said before, you take balance and throw it out the window and um you, you can't really take a break but you should allow yourself to to uh, build yourself up uh, over a longer period and and actually make this a part of your life mm-hmm. that's what i preach but the programming the choice of food nutrition the philosophy stays the same 
So when you go on the app, you you know, it is the same type of split when you do one of my superhero workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you work with someone for, let's say, a year, you do change exercises. It's, it's a little more generic on the app. You can't have a hundred different programs for, for under one yeah. program. But yeah, it, 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 the basics are the same. Just to touch on the women you've worked with, so you won't know this about me, but I, predominantly on my YouTube channel, I train like other people, and I've trained like Wonder Woman, so Gal Gadot and Alicia Vikander, and I always gave a shout out to you in my YouTube videos, because I review a lot of people, so I've done The Rock, I've done loads and loads of people, and every time I did yours, I say to Cal at the end, I'd recommend people to do this workout because it's actually a solid workout. So I remember lists, it was like deadlifts, squats, hacks. It was something really staple, a perfect workout. But then there's loads of other people I've done before, like JLo, for example. And she has like a thousand reps of abs and cardio and this and that. But your approach was so different and it was actually really refreshing because I didn't know at the time who you were, I was like, oh, this guy called Magnus, he's their coach, like he trains them. And when you are training these women, did did they train before they worked with you? So were they complete beginners? Had they just stepped foot in the gym? Because I mean, they're in awesome shape anyway, and you got them in incredible shape. But were they beginners or did they find it quite difficult? Because from a woman's perspective, building muscle it takes a little bit longer for us. Yeah, totally. Well, I've worked with both. I mean, I've had thousands of clients over my 21 years. Um, but um, if we're talking about the, the movies that I've done with females specifically, and most of them have some sort of background mm. uh, within, within, let's say, ballet or, or training. But... It's just a whole other, it's not one step up, it's, it's two, three steps up when you do something like this. It's a whole lot level. Um, so it is like starting from the beginning. With that said, the body's got muscle memory. People respond really well when they've been um, active before or training before. But yeah, it, I treat everyone like they're starting from, from the beginning and um, you need to build that foundation. I need to see how you move. If you can't squat perfectly, you know, I know that halfway into the movie, you, you, you're you going to get injured or uh, it's it's about building that foundation first. So that's important to to mention as well. It's not only about jumping into to, uh, a hard program and it, you know, you need, you need to move correctly first and yeah. build, you need to build that foundation. Definitely. One of the things that we've, we've spoken about quite a few times on our podcast, Magnus, is the differences or lack of differences of when training men versus women, because we, we tend to train a lot of our male and female members and clients very, very similar, because I don't think, well, for, for us at the level that we teach as well, there's not that many things that need to essentially change it. And again, women aren't many men, but the differences in training, apart from some of the endurance stuff, don't tend to differ that much at that higher level of when you're teaching and performing that level with actresses and celebrities is that still the same or do you have to change much between working with some of those celebrity guys and girls i love that question uh sometimes it's very similar um the difference is less than people think Mm -hmm. but you know we know that men have an overdimension chest muscle for example it's also it's it's less genetics and more ideal mm-hmm. what's the ideal of men and women women like to train more legs and butt and men like bigger chests yeah and bigger arms so so um that that affects a little bit how i do my programming mm-hmm. and um, for example i like to favor I, I do push and pull for women many times in one session where yeah. for men i split it up into two different sessions so small changes, but 
a lot of the exercises stays the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's some sets and reps that that I like to change. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't do three four chest exercises with with a woman. Yeah. But I would with a with a man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that kind of you probably hit the nail on the head there with idealism of how the end look is is supposed to kind of be portrayed on the the screen because again with a lot a lot of the the sessions the volume the sets the reps that can still be applied and applicable across whether someone's male or female absolutely and you can get great results with 20 reps or and, and go lighter or yeah. with with uh six reps and heavy um it really comes down to the diet i i i thought about this when you look at build-up cycles and and cutting cycles training wise the thing that really matters most is the diet right you mm-hmm. could more or less train the same and you you would gain weight or get a lot of gains and then yeah i do i do like to do lighter weights and and higher reps during a cutting cycle but not because it's necessarily beneficial more than it's it's the you 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 easily get injured when when you're on a diet so that's why i favor lighter weights Mm -hmm. have you that's the reason have you ever worked with someone and so say for a woman example because our hormones can be all over the place and you know the time of the month and things like that when you're working with someone in particular and you're looking at their diet and their calories have you had people who have actually really struggled before and then you've had to go back and completely just like reassess what you're doing because they're just not they're just not getting it or they're not enjoying it because i guess enjoyment's a massive all thing the time. as well every single time every single time i i think that's uh, uh part of being a trying to be a good coach is mm-hmm. that you stay humble and that you it's not always the same formula the same way same thing with that when did i for, if i would work with the two of you right now i think i know the amount of calories I want to put you on and the macro split and everything. But listen, I'm going to monitor and I'm going to make changes. Mm. Uh, How are you reacting to it? How do you feel? Yeah. Are you able to pull it off? Are you able to eat that way? Are you able to train that way? So I think, I think, you know, as a coach, you you need to be able to meet people where they are and, and make, make adjustments. So both training wise and nutrition wise, I will analyze and make changes yeah absolutely not about me it's about you Mm. what do you think the toughest job is magnus in respect to when you've been given um i don't know the exact way it works with a production company said to you like we've got to get this guy or or this this woman in this shape by such and such a time what's been the toughest kind of task or objective that you've had with someone to try and meet with a deadline which has been kind of like pushing the the needle so to speak with what you've had to get done in a certain time frame yeah it's it's actually always the actor that or actress who wants you and then the production company okay. or the film company is forced to hire you or okay. negotiate <laughs> with them so it's always the word of mouth yeah uh, I've, I, I would say every single job has had its challenges yeah one that comes to mind is when i work with mark ruffalo on i know this much is true mm-hmm. which was an hbo hbo show a couple mm-hmm. of years ago or last year where he's playing twins and they wanted him to gain 40 pounds for one of the roles in six weeks. Um, six weeks. And that's, that's, that's not doable. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking no training. We're talking, you know, I worked as a nutritionist there. I did train him a little bit too, yeah. just for health reasons, not to look a certain way, but what I convinced him to do, which I'm so happy they, they said yes to is to, have him lose 20 pounds before playing character number one. Yeah. And then we actually got, I think it was eight weeks, if I remember correctly, to gain 40. So mm-hmm. basically lose, drop 20, and then gain 40, which is just another 20 on top of his regular weight. Mm-hmm. And that was that was difficult. It's hard to to make that change or gain that much in in, in a short time. Well, he pulled it off. He pulled it off. We'll have to put a picture up on the screen. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that popped up because I'm sure that must be insane. Yeah. I know this much is true, but 40, 40 pounds and I think it was around eight weeks. But obviously, when you're filming as well, they they may they improve while filming. So, yeah. When I say that I work with someone for four months before a movie, 
they do train and improve throughout the movie. So you might see that picture from six, six months in, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's always important to know. Have you ever had any project like that where you've just been like, this is an absolute impossible task, which we can't yes. even, yeah. People don't know, uh, or, or actors and producers and directors don't know. They, mm. they might say, oh, I'm picturing this guy walking around with 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or but no no we can't do that yeah that's to, impossible yeah you have to or we can try to make him look like he's gained 40 pounds on the screen while getting him more cut so you can yeah. you know there's always always things you can do or manipulate has there been a job that you've turned down because you don't think to so say they're like oh four weeks we want this person to look like that has there yes, been a job that you've oh really that you've just said no i can't do that yeah, all the time. If if uh, and also I, I I try to sit down with with the person I'm working with before, and if I feel like they don't understand that they just want me because I'm supposed to be good at what I do, yeah. they don't have the commitment. If I don't, if I feel like they don't, they're not gonna you know uh, immerse themselves. Yeah. They don't know what they're in for. Um, I I will probably not do it, or I will not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't do it for the money and and. I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I'm in that position when I can actually say yes and no to things. And uh, but I always have have said yes and no to things because it's my reputation on the line as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know that job will lead to the next job. Yeah, but that that's it exactly, and that's also it highlights how much respect you have for yourself and your ethos. Whereas a lot of people and a lot of trainers would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it for the money. I'm doing it because it's this actor or actress or whoever it is." But having that level of respect for yourself and your business and the fact you've had it from the start as well it just highlights why you are so successful as a coach and that why these people do choose you because if you just said yes to everyone but, just... but a lot of coaches do have that issue where they'll just take anyone on That's and then I mean. you can be the best coach in the world but the other person's application's got to be there to get the end result and I guess you would have in that field that you're in working with those kind of people. Have you had any jobs where it's like, this is just a fucking nightmare because they won't do what I say. They don't want to stick to the routine. They don't need to diet. They just they don't. Many times, it. my friend, many times. <laughs> but then I guess you've got, you've got the pressure on top of that of try, trying to produce for like this film as well at the end of the line. Yeah. Well, and I work with a lot of artists and I work with a lot of regular Hollywood people yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, you do end up in situations when, when like, like I would say any coach would. Yeah. Mm. It's a little more extreme here. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll run into the same issues, but times 10, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there have been, I, I tried to do my best, but there's been, been times when I, you know, I say, I, I don't think I'm, I'm the right person for this job. And yeah. then I'll step out of it. I think yeah. you have to, you have to uh, be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, different people are going to click with different people. Like we had, um, we had Ethan Suplee on the podcast a couple of, was it last year? Yeah. Last what year. an inspiration. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He's a, he was a great guy. And that we spoke, we spoke a lot incredible. about his transformation. He, I think he worked with quite a few different people and um, worked for a couple of different coaches. And he went on a lot of ups and downs through his journey where he became very depressed and he relied on alcohol and drugs for a long period of time. And I think at one point he was explaining the podcast that he was weighed on shipping scales because he was too heavy for any other scales. So to see the kind of transformation he went through and the, the sort of things he was challenged with and, and what he did was just unbelievable, wasn't it, from that podcast that we listened to? Yeah, and what was interesting from his perspective, he was saying he kept getting... Was it rolled? You get. What do you uh, we call ke- he, he kept getting jobs and casting for yeah, just being jobs big. For his weight. Yeah. And he wanted to move away from that, but he was scared to move away from it, like his body weight, because he thought he wasn't going to get any more jobs. And he did. That's why they casted him. He thought that was his yeah. identity, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. had. Have you ever, I guess, coached someone where they've had to put on a ridiculous amount to be of a larger size and not just muscly? Yeah, well, Mark Ruffalo is a good example. That was all gaining body fat. And I helped Sarah Paulson 
um, last year as well, brilliant actress for um, um, what was that show? When she's playing, I should know this. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out after. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it does happen. It does yeah. happen when when I'm hired as a nutritionist more and and just to make them look, you know, heavier and, and bigger. Yeah. But I always try to give them a little, you know, a, a good training program to go with that, so they can stay as healthy as possible. Yeah. Because gaining all that weight and making someone fat is is actually you, you want to do that the healthiest way possible. If and if if you can't, it's not worth doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I guess that that must be kind of a in some cases, and with other coaches as well, a bit of a psychological challenge because as coaches we, I suppose, all want people to be fitter, healthier, stronger, and come away from things as a in a better place. But for some of these jobs and and roles where you're really trying to push the pedal with stuff and get people the place in a certain amount of time, I mean, especially if you if we look at some really extreme examples of. What was the film that Christian Bale was in where he was like so skinny? It was The Machinist, yeah. 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 Like went from Batman to that. Yeah. Like it must be challenging f- for you as well from that psychological and, and just that caring point of view to see some people like really push the and um, um, the pedal to to get to a certain yeah. position because they, they have to. I think I think they, you know, that's a good example. I think Christian Bale would have benefited from having someone like me. So the way I see it is if the actor's always going to do these big changes Mm -hmm. and when they do many times it's so unhealthy right yeah so if i can help them to do that in a healthier way yeah i'm I'm happy to do that but i have to say my passion is like i said before taking people from darkness to light to 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 be part of that journey so doing all these movies i love being a part of doing these big movies but it's it's not my passion Mm -hmm. Mm. I would have to choose I would work with people that wants to get healthier and and wants to feel better and and wants that change in life regular people that would be my choice if I had to choose I'm fortunate that I can do both but don't get me wrong I love being a part of the the, doing these movies but it's not it's not my passion it's not what I'm here for so you'd rather see Karen deadlift on a Monday morning any day over Over Christian Bale, I'm up five crossing. every morning, five a.m. Yeah. I think the second we we lose touch with that, yeah, we're dead. Yeah, yeah. I would be a terrible coach if I didn't see clients every day. Yeah, I don't need to see clients every day. I don't need to see clients ever again for the money, because I have a lot of businesses within health and wellness. Yeah, and uh, the movies, obviously, when you get to the top, they're paying, but it's not about that. Mm. If I wouldn't see clients every day and, and get better and develop and, and being a part of that journey I, I i would be miserable you're very humble you're very very but really because you've worked with obviously the best of the best and you've got these people in incredible shape and to be able to say that a lot of our listeners would just be sat there clapping their hands because that is truly humble and it shows how much passion you have for health and wellness and fitness for everyone not just these elite people it's everybody. Yeah, I think I suppose you can probably com- correct me if I'm wrong as well, Magnus. We spoke about something about this similar last week, and it's talking about the endorphin release you get from certain wins. And I suppose it doesn't matter if you help Karen or Sharon lose ten pounds, who works at the Walmart down the street, or whether you help Christian Bale or whoever it may be lose ten pounds for the biggest Hollywood movie. That ten pound of weight loss and that joy that that person gets from that journey still feels the same for a coach i would say it feels even better if you help the guy from walmart yeah. you, you you're really changing his life yeah. you're he's changing his life but you get to be part of it mm-hmm. when when you build a superhero on the big screen you're not changing anyone's life right yeah so yeah that's my passion um mental health it, it's a it's a it's really important to me and i know what training good training and nutrition can do to people mm-hmm. i'm sure you do as well yeah. so you know that's that's my passion and that's what i'm here for so where do you see yourself or what do you see yourself doing more over the next kind of five years what's in store for you well i 
just starting my supplement company. So I'm spending more time doing that. I will always teach, you know, train with clients. I might do one movie a year instead of consulting on many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I, I, you know, on these big movies, you, you, you need to travel, right? Yeah. They're always going somewhere else. And uh, so I'll probably do that for a couple more years. And then, then I'll focus on training clients spending time with my family and, and building my businesses. Mm. Uh, right now I'm working a lot with the, I'm, I'm a co-founder of a, it's called Unsweet Wine. So I'm spending a lot of time on, on um, getting this amazing wine. Big wine drinker. Unsweet <laughs> wine, zero sugar oh. out to the world. So whether you're diabetic or you're just someone who wants to be able to have a glass of wine and still, mm. you know. That's well, amazing. Stay fit, you, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Nice little niche there. Yeah. We have a cava, sparkling, and uh, a red, talent red, and we have um, a, a white as well. So I'll, I'll make sure to send someone over. Amazing. Oh, my God, definitely. I'd love to try some. Yeah. Well, we're over in America in seven weeks as well, aren't we? So. Yeah. Love that. Oh, yeah. are you coming to LA? We're gonna, we're going to, (laughs) I'd like to. If if there's free wine, then (laughs) we're, um, come on over. We're we're going to Florida first, aren't we? Then we're going to see what the plans are for, okay. Well, if you come to LA, you let me know. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The the Northman is out on the 22nd of April, I think, if I'm correct, in cinemas everywhere. And again, we were watching the trailer this morning, it looks absolutely awesome. And I think you did a great job from with Alex as well. Um, but before we close the podcast off, Magnus, where can people find more of you, my friend? Well, uh, I got a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Started a year ago, so I'm YouTubing mm-hmm. uh, Magnus Method, Instagram Magnus Method as well, mm-hmm. um, and my website MagnusMethod.com, or my training app, which is MagnusMethodApp.com. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Cool. We'll we'll include all those links for you anyway in the yeah. in the podcast show notes, so people will be able to directly find your hands your handsome self anyway. But a massive massive thank you for coming on today, because I know you're a very busy man and and filling us with insight. Because I'm sure the listeners will take a lot away from this podcast. I appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks so much. Cheers, buddy.